today's daf is Gittin Daf Ayin Aleph. We're holding on the top of Daf Ayin Aleph from Aleph at the two dots on the top of Ayin Aleph from Aleph. Most of Amin Aleph is going to deal with an Elaine, with what the status of a person who is mute. How do we give a get to the wife of a man who is mute, and what and is he capable of doing other things halachically? Whether that will apply to an Elaine or not, whether we can accept his Eidos for Eidos Isha or for any Eidos about himself. We have Machlokas Tanoim about a Pikeach and Ischarish. If someone started out as a pikeach and then became a cherish, can he be megarish his wife with uh, with remiza? And the Gemara is going to discuss that uh, two possibilities of why it is that a cherish meikaro is not not allowed to divorce his wife, even though lechora his kiddushin was if he was a cherish meikaro, that means he was a cherish his whole life. Lechora his kiddushin could have only been midrabanan. So if his kiddushin was only midrabanan, you would think he should be able to divorce his wife. So that uh, midrabanan. So the Gemara is going to discuss why. Uh, what the circumstances are that a cherish meikara would not be permitted to divorce his wife. And Amr Beis, the Gemara is going to continue talking about a pikeach v'nischaresh and suggest that it's a machlokas tanayim exactly what the status of a pikeach v'nischaresh is. And we're going to talk about how midaraisa, a woman who's a shota, really can get divorced, but midarabanan we don't allow it. And we're going to discuss why we don't allow it that a woman who becomes a shota cannot get divorced. And the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to seem to send us conflicting messages about whether mili mimsron l'shliach or mili lo mimsron l'shliach, and the Gemara is going to have three or four different ways of understanding how to reconcile the two parts of the Mishnah that both see, that seem to uh, conflict with each other as far as whether mili mimsron l'shliach or not. So we are holding again top of Ayin Aleph, Amid Aleph, at the two dots. It's important uh, background information. There is a sugi in Masechus Yevamos, and Davkuf Yud Beis, where the Gemara tells us that a cherush who marries a pikachas, or a pikeach, who marries a chareshes, so if they could stay married, they could get divorced. Meaning, however they got married was Biramiza, so they could get divorced Biramiza as well. If Ramiza was good enough to affect the Kiddushin, then it could be good enough to affect the divorce. However, if you have a pikeach marries a pikachas, regular couple, everything is normal, and then the guy is nischaresh, he becomes a cherish, he can never get divorced because a, nis- a marriage of a cherish or a chareshes doesn't work midaraisa, the whole marriage is only midrabanan, and therefore if since the marriage is only midrabanan so you can affect divorce which is only midrabanan but uh, but by uh, regular marriage, when they were both pikachas at the time of the marriage, that's a marriage that's minatora. If now he's a cherish, he cannot divorce her because he only has the ability to affect gerishin midrabanan. So gerishin midrabanan cannot be mafkia a marriage that's minatora. So our gemara is going to discuss in what situations a cherish could be megarish, even if he became a cherish. After Nisuin, is there any way that he can affect Gerushin Midaraisa, even though right now he's a Cherish? So, Amrav Khan Amrav. Khan Amrav tells us as follows. And again, this is talking about even though at the time they got married, he was a Pikeach. He became a Cherish later on, but he's able to be Medaber Mitochaksav. He could write on a piece of paper, write and give a get to my wife. You, so and so, identify who exactly he wants to give the get to his wife. So we see that he's a Bardas and he's giving very clear instructions. 
Kosvin Vinosin get So then we can write and give a get to his wife because he's obviously doesn't have a status of a cherush. He's obviously a pikeach if he's able to formulate that in uh, in 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 writing. Now the Gemara in tomorrow's daf is gonna we're gonna see that that uh, not everyone agrees to Rav. In fact, we're gonna have a brisa that's uh, clearly against Rav, and the Gemara is gonna come to the conclusion that Rav's statement over here that being able to write enables him to give a get on a dar level is in fact a machlokas tanayim and the riff and the rush paskin against rav uh, whereas um when someone is nishtatek, if someone loses the ability to speak, the Rambam in the second paragraph of Hills Gerishin says that if he's able to write kisu tunuget liishti, so you're allowed to, you're allowed to write and give the get if he's daitum yushevasalav, because uh, someone who's nishtatek doesn't have a status of a uh, of a cherish. Now, according to Rav, Ksiva works. For, uh, there, there's um, uh, the, 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 there's there's what to to discuss. The Achronim have a discussion according to Rav that uh that that Ksiva works um the uh the, the, the uh, by by a cherish um or uh, Ksiva works let's say according to the Rambam by uh, Nishtatek so does that mean that we rely on Ksiva alone or does that mean that in addition to other tests he can then once we do other tests also to see that he knows what he's talking about then we can use his Ksiva for uh, for instruction as to what to do, meaning maybe we still need to do the test of Hirkin Barosho, where you ask him three questions that are uh, you know, and he answers Al Hain Hain, I love I love love, or is it, uh, or, or do we assume that no, the Ksiva is the greatest Raya if he's able to formulate thoughts and instructions in Aksav, What do you need to ask him if it's sunny outside, if he wants fruits that are summertime fruits or wintertime uh, fruits? So Pnei Shua proves that the Chiddush of Rav that Mergari shall be Ksiva. And that you don't need is is that is that where Megari shall pixiva, and you don't need any additional um, any additional tests to see if he's uh, if he's capable of writing. And Pnei Yeshua says that that's how the Beis Yosef writes in explaining the Shita Sarambam. However, the Ran writes by uh, when he discusses a medaber mitochaksav, someone who's only able to speak in writing. He says avol medaber ve'eno shomea, o shomea ve'eno medaber harein kipikrin lechol devreim. Sagi, and it's good enough with bedika. So it sounds from the run that the din of dibor mitoch aksav works not only by a shomea vein medabra, but by a medabra vein shomea. Not only by uh, by by someone who's nishtatek, meaning like shitas rav. But in addition to that, even though dibor ali deksav works, you still need bedika. Bedika sagi, the run says, you still need to uh, to check and to see that he's a bardas. So what exactly is this machlokas between the Ramam and the run? Whether we need additional tests beyond just the uh, straightforward um, uh, writing that he does. So the Arsameach suggests that they argue when we say that Ksiva is Kedibur. What does that mean? Do we assume that it means Ksiva is Kedibur Mamish? Or do we assume that it's a Simen? According to the Rambam, Ksiva is Kedibur Mamish. So if it's Kedibur Mamish, he doesn't, you don't need to test anymore. He's talking. He's talking in writing. But it's Kedibur Mamish. Whereas according to the Ran, 
Ksiva is a simon. So it's one simon, but maybe we need more simonim that he's a bardas. Ksiva is a simon that he knows what he's talking about. But beyond that, we're going, we may require a simon muvak. We may require more than just the one simon of, uh, of Ksiva. So that seems to be the machlokas between the Rambam and the Ran. Says more further now, Amr of Yosef, Rav Kanam Rav just taught us that a Cherish is able to write, can give a get, we can uh, follow his instructions to give a get to his wife. So I asked the Gemara, what's the great Chiddush of Rav over here? Tanina, we already said in our Mishnah, Nishtatek, if a guy became mute, and we said to him, should we write a get for your wife? Vihirkin Barosho, and he nods. We go through the three uh, tests where we ask him three questions sporadically, three three yeses, three noes, and not not in a direct sequence, just in case he has some sort of uh, spasm that shakes his head yes or no, or alternates between yes and no. Okay, so we ask him questions in a way where uh, we're, we're, we're able to tell whether he's a bardas. And in Omar, Allah, Allah, Al Hain, Hain. So you see in the Mishnah that if he knows how to respond to the questions, we're allowed to write again and give a get to his wife. So you see that you could be Megarish the Isha based on uh, the remizos the of the husband, even if he's mute. So you see, this, uh, if you could be Megarish based on his remizos, so of course you could be Megarish based on the Ksivas Abal, even though he's a Cherish, you could be Megarish based on what he writes. So what's the great Chiddush of Rav Kana Marav? It's already explicit in the Mishnah. So Tosov here in Dibram Rav Yosef says, "What do you mean, Adarab? We should have asked uh, that, 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 that we should have asked that, that in the Mishnah it says that even uh, even Barachana he could be Megarish. Whereas Rav is saying, I mean, instead of saying it's it's Pashut, we should say it's wrong. I mean, Rav is saying you need him to write. It sounds like Harchana is not enough. That him nodding is not good enough." There should have been a kasha. There should have been a kasha on Rav. The Mishnah says all he needs to do is nod. What's, what's harder to do? To nod that it's sunny outside? Or to, uh, to actually write instructions? Sounds like Rav Kana Marav has a higher standard than the, uh, than the Mishnah has. So Tulsa suggests that you have to be mechalik between an ilim and a cherish, between a mute person and a deaf person. A cherish is eno medab reveno shomea, so it would not be enough for him to nod. The kash of Rav Yosef is that just like Harchana works for an Elim and you don't need an explicit Amira because by his nodding you see that he understands and that he's interested in getting divorced. So, so too, writing should help for a Cherish to consider him a Pikeach even though uh, a nodding obviously would not be enough for a Cherish to consider him a, a Pikeach. So that's why uh, Rav Yosef only, uh, only asks on what the great Chiddush of Rav is, meaning after all, for each person Lefi Madre Gasso, you know, an Elaim, Lefi Madre Gasso, and a Cherish Lefi Madre Gasso, if they're able to show us that they know what they're talking about, that would be enough to, uh, to divorce. However, the Ritva uh, explains uh, the, the Kasha a little bit differently. That in our Mishnah, it says it's enough to do Archanas, so Kavachomer, that Ksiva is going to work. Because Ksiva is even better than Archana. Meaning, not that the Kasha is that if uh, Archana is going to work for the Elaim, then Ksiva has got to work for the Cherish. No, we're assuming that they're equal. The Elam and the Cherish are equal, says the Ritva. And we're asking it as a Kalvachomer, that if Afilu Archana works, then of course uh, Ksiva is going to work. So that's a question in the Rishonim. Is Ksiva naturally assumed to be superior to Archana? So that's a discussion that the Rishonim have. Not all the Rishonim are convinced.
convinced that Ksiva is any better than Archana. But be that as it may, those are the two possibilities of what exactly the Gemara is asking. But on some level, the Gemara is asking, what's the great Chiddush of Rav? So Rabbi Zeira, so Rabbi Zeira says to Yosef, Ilim Kamrit, you want to compare a din of a Cherish to a din of an Ilim? Our Mishnah was talking about a mute person, not a deaf person. Shiny Ilim, Detanya Medaber Veinu Shemei Azeu Cherish, Shemei Veinu Medaber Azeu Ilim, that an Ilim is different than a Cherish. Someone who can speak but cannot hear has the status of a Cherish. Someone who can hear but cannot speak has the status of an Ilim. Both of them are considered to be a Pikeach. So when it comes to getting divorced, the Mishnah tells us that if he became an, an Elam, it's good enough for him to shake his head, whereas uh, to, to nod in agreement, whereas a Cherish, that the Chum consider a Cherish to be a total uh, Lav Bardas. Um, and that's, that's what Rav is talking about, who's Eino Shemea Ve'eno Medaber. And that's what Rav needs to tell us, that even though he's, uh, even though he's Eino Shemea Ve'eno Medaber, um, and he cannot be Megarish with just Remiza, but he can be Megarish Mitoch Aksav, meaning that there are two types of Harashim. There's a Cherish that's, uh, that's Medaber Veino Shemea, but then there's a Cherish that's Eino Medaber Veino Shemea. In order for someone to be a Lav Bardas at all, he could do neither. He cannot be Medaber nor be Shemea. So Rav is telling us a Chiddush about a much worse situation than what the Mishnah was talking about. The Mishnah was talking about someone who could very well be a Bardas who's just unable to speak. Rav is talking about a case where a person is Eino Medaber Veino Shemea, where we assume he's a shota l'chol dvarav, and even so, if he proves himself, he proves that he's not a shota, he proves that he's a baradas, by writing, that would be good enough. So the Gemara explains, How do I know that uh, oh, the word we would use to describe someone who could speak but cannot hear would be cherish, and the word we would use to describe someone who can hear but cannot speak would be ilem. So the Gemara explains, because the Pasuk and Tilim says, that uh, David HaMelech is describing very carefully. I am a Cheresh who is Lo Eshma, by definition, is unable to hear. And like an Elaim, who is Lo Yiftach Piv, who by definition cannot speak. Or another possible uh, source for the idea that, that Elaim must mean someone who cannot speak. Kedamri Inchi, that people say about a person who can't speak, Ishtakil Milule, that his words have been taken from him. So Elaim is an atrikun. It's, uh, it's an abbreviation of those two words. Ishtakil Milule, that, uh, that his words have been taken from him. So, uh, so that's not a kasha on Rav, that what's the Chiddush of Rav. We understand what the, what the Chiddush of Rav is, that Rav is being mechadish about a person who's a Rabbi Zeru says, you know what, if I have a kasha, here's my real, uh, my real kasha. Titania, we learned in, uh, about an entirely different topic. Rashi points out this is going to be about the topic of Shavua Se'edus, that the Torah says that if a person uh, knows Edus and he doesn't uh, say the Edus, so no, he swears that he doesn't know the Edus, so he's going to be chayef for Shavua Se'edus. So it says him, lo yagir, if he doesn't say the Edus, so if a, a guy says to two, two witnesses, I want you to come and be made for me, and they swear, we don't know any Edus, we can't be made for you. And then it turns out that they did know the Edus, they're Chayiv Karbanashim because of that Shvor Sheker. That's uh, that's called the Shvor Se Edus, and 
and uh, from the words im lo yagid, we could we 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 could derive who is uh, who is eligible for edus, who is eligible for the shvuas edus. You can only be eligible for shvuas edus if you could have been an aid. So pratli ilim sheinu yachal lahagid. That if uh, if if if, the, if a guy is mashpia, a mute person, that uh, tell me swear to me that you don't know any edus, and he's hirchin uh, berosho, he nods and he says it's true, I don't know any edus, or he uh, right shakes said no, I don't know any edus. He's still going to be potter from the carbon shvuas edus because he's not someone who's a baragadus edus in the first place because he's an ilim, he's enu yachal lahagid. Specifically, the shvuas edus uses the word yagid to actually tell it, to actually say the edus. But am I? Why is he not bechal gadol yachal lagim According to Rav Kanam Rav, isn't writing good enough? So if writing is good enough to instruct for a divorce. Shouldn't it be good enough to uh, to say over the uh, the edus? So I'm Abaye Abaye answers. Edus comrade, you want to compare Hagadas Edus to her husband giving instructions to write a get for his wife? No, shiny Edus to Rachmana Amar by Edus is different. The pasuk says very clearly by the Edus Mipiam v'lo Mipik Savam. It doesn't use the word Mipiam, but it says Alpi Shnei Edim. So based on Alpi Shnei Edim, so we learn that Edus by definition has to be Mipiam. It has to be based on the mouth of the Edim and not Mipik Savam. Whereas by a get, the Torah never says a lashon of. Uh, Hagada, the Torah never says Mipi, so by a get, Hagada Mitochaksav is going to work in order to establish that he's a Bardas and that he's able to instruct about writing a get for his wife. But this is a special din in Edus. So apparently by Edus there's a din of Mipi and Volomipik Savan. Yeah, Rav Shechter in Eretz Tzvi in Simul Chav Gimel just points out that all the Rishonim raise the question that if there's such a din of, of Mipiam Velomi Piksavim by Edos, how do we explain the whole concept of Shtar? Isn't Shtar Edos Piksav? Isn't that what the very definition of a Shtar is? Two people sign on a Shtar and that's, uh, that's, that's Edos? So Tosus and Mesechus Ksubis, Tav Chafam Beis, and Zibra Maslav Rabbi Yochanan, and the Balamar in the third part of Yvamus say, no, Shtar is different because it's written Midas HaMeschayev. So what does that mean? So Rav Shachter points out that uh, perhaps what it means is that when a Shtar is written with Midas HaMeschayev, with the person who's going to be uh, the Meschayev in the Shtar, uh, knowingly uh, acknowledging and, uh, and authorizing the writing of the Shtar, it's not the Pshat that now the Edos is going to be Meskabel, even Mipik Savam. That we make an exception to the rule and we say, okay, this is Edos, Mipik Savam, and we no longer uh, apply the principle of Mipiyam Velo Mipik Savam. No, what Pshad is, is that whenever it's written Midasam Eschayev, we have a new halachic category. It's not Edos, it's a Chefza Deshtar. We have something called a Shtar, which has its own separate dinim that are entirely different than regular Edos. By Edos Balpeh, for example, in order for the Edos to be accepted, you need them to be kosher b'shas hagadasam b'fnei beizdin. The Edom have to be kosher at the time that the Edos is accepted in beizdin because that's when the Edos is chal. Edos outside of Beisdin is worthless. They could tell their story a thousand times outside of Beisdin, and it's absolutely worthless if they come to Beisdin, and by the time they come to Beisdin, they're psulim for some reason, the whole thing is thrown out. What about by a shtar? Let's say they wrote a shtar outside of Beisdin, and then uh, the shtar comes to Beisdin years later, and by the time it comes to Beisdin, they're psulim or they're gone, or they're, so, uh, they're, so, so, uh, they're dead, so would the shtar still work? Absolutely the shtar would still work. Right away, 
take off a miyad. As soon as they write it, the Eidos is chal in the shtar, even before Beisdin ever reads the shtar. Because Eidim achsum al shtar, nasa kemish nechro Eidos on Beisdin. That it's immediate, and even if the Eidim become possible, either through doing an Avera, that would possible them, or maybe someone marries somebody, they become so kurva afterwards between the chasimah shtar and the time that the shtar gets to Beisdin, the shtar is still going to be kosher, and that's a beferish of Tosefta, that's quoted in the Gemara Mesech Babasa Kufran test, that that certainly works. Tulsus and Ksubus and Afchav says if Edom are, are, are if you have if Edom are made that they saw something in the star so that's not called Mipiem Vlom Mipiksavam because Edom Achsumel Star is Kamish Nechkra Edusam Bebezdin so it's as if they they're saying we saw Edus that was Nechkra Bebezdin so you see that this uh, you have this special status of a star. Shechter points out that in addition to the fact that it's that it's Chal immediately when you write a star and that we don't care about any Psul afterwards because. It's it's already considered in the Skabal Basin. There are another two chidushim of Ishtar that are that are relevant. So the, 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 the second chidush of Ishtar is that the Shtar is made a latzmo, that it's kosher. That uh, that you don't need other edels to say that the star is kosher, just the existence of a star, meaning the Gemara we learned much earlier in the Sefta and Davgimalamanalt. Kim Shtarus is Lavda Raisa. That we pass in that Kim Shtarus is not really required Midaraisa. Well, why not? Because the star is made on itself that it's not Mazuyev. Now that's a very great Kiddush. Adam can't be made on themselves. So this is an entirely different type of, uh, of, of issue, this idea of star. And the, the third thing about a star is that um, the star includes Eidos not only on what the Adam know at the time that they sign it, but even on other things that have not yet even been Baliolam at the time of the signature, as long as there's a Tfisas Balashtar and a Tainus Balashtar that, uh, that, 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 uh, that something happened. And that's uh, and, and 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 that's that that the star helps him even though those uh, that, that didn't uh, exist yet. I'm not going to get into the examples of that because we didn't get, we get too far afield. But this is the hagdara of a star. It's different than mipiem velomi piksavim. Now Tosos of here also raised a different issue. Rabbi Zera said ikasher. Rabbi Zera said if I'm bothered by anything, what I'm really bothered by was. The, uh, that, that an Elam is not able to do, is not eligible for Shavuos Ha'edus, even though he can write. So why is writing any different by a get than it is by Shavuos Ha'edus? And we said because there's a special din, by Shavuos Ha'edus him lo yagid mi p.m. you need mi p.m. velo mi piksavam. Says tells us, Tema l'ri, demashma deparach l'Rav Kahana. Rav Yosef's kasha sounds like it's only a kasha on Rav Kahana Marav. Mitkam Rav Yachol Dabri Mitoch HaKsav. But v'amaylo parcham esnisin dara yachol agar ali why is this kasha only of Kanam Rav that I the guy's allowed, the guy's able to write? So if he's able to write, then why can't he be kasha le'edus? Shouldn't the kasha be even on the Mishnah? The Mishnah said an even greater chiddush that not only is he able to write, then we're going to listen to his instructions, try to get to his wife. But even if he's able to nod and he's able to just answer some questions that we're going to write to get to his wife, so isn't that an even stronger chiddush? That uh, and uh, shouldn't shouldn't Rav Yosef ask on that? How's that okay? Whatever happened to saying that pratli ilim that if a guy is unable to speak that uh, that he's not that, that he's not he's not uh, eligible for shvos haedus. So says tells Vomri the masnisin lo kashalei the pshitulei the gabeget ain't sarich hagada bepe rakshem etzratze kemosh etzarich habe edus dibur that the mission is not a, not a kasha because we understand that by a get there's no requirement of dibur there's only a requirement of ratzon abal of the bal expressing in one way or another what his ratzon is 
אבל רב קנא דחושב יוכל לדבר מתוך הכסף, אפילו בחרש, אם כן דיבר מעל יהו, ויש לחושב אגדה. ורב קנא says that even by a חרש, writing his instructions is a din and dibur, that that counts as a hagada. So we thought the havamina that uh, Rav Yosef has in his kasha is that that's why writing works, that it's midin hagada. We know that nodding is not midin hagada, that nodding is just an expression of das. So he said the other possibility is we weren't bothered by the Mishnah because we could have said that when we say Pratli Ilem, uh, that an Ilem is not eligible for Edus, that's an Ilem who's not even able to be Shomea. And in the Mishnah, obviously the guy is Shomea. How do I know the guy is Shomea? Because he's answering our questions. We're asking him things, and he's just Nishtatik. He's unable to speak, but he's answering our questions. So maybe that's why it wouldn't have been a Kasha on the Mishnah. But on Rav, who's clearly talking about a guy who's Eino Shomea, so that's where we, we have a real Kasha. So now the Gemara says further. The Gemara is going to ask on the Brisa, where, where we said from the Pasukim, Lo Yagid, that uh, an Ilem is not a Bar Hagados Edus. So is that really true that an Ilem is not a Bar Hagados Edus? Meisvei, we learned in the Brisa, Shem Shabot Kinoso, Ligitin, just like we are Bodek, a person who's unable to speak uh, for, for Gitin by asking him questions to which he nods. So too, we check if he's a pikeach when it comes to business dealings, to transactions. And we would do a similar test to see if we could accept his edus, and also for dinim of Yerusha. But Katani Mias, bottom line is, it says eduyos. It says that for eduyos, all we have to do is ask him a bunch of questions and see if he nods and he answers correctly. And apparently, if he does, then we're willing to uh, to accept his edus. I whatever happened to him? Lo yagid mi pm v'lo mi piksavam. So Gemara explains. I'm Rav Yosef Bar Minyumi. I'm Rav Sheishes. When it says that we check him for edus, it doesn't mean regular edus. That's song about Eidos that a woman's husband died, where we're always more mekel. We accept even an Eid Echad to say that a woman's husband died. We accept even a Karov, even a Shivcha. We accept even we accept uh, almost anybody to say that a woman's husband died. So over here, someone who's normally pasul Eidos, because his only way of communicating is uh, by nodding, so we'll accept that as well for Eidos Isha. But for regular Eidos, absolutely not. So ask the Gemara, really? But Vakatani Yerushos, the Bryce also said we check him out for Yerushos. So we're assuming that means Yerushos, that a person is being Morish to somebody else, to some random person. So you see that it's not only about Edus Isha, but even uh, Edus Mamon. Yerushos is Dine Mamonis. So it works even for Dine Mamonis. Am Rabbi Avahu, no, Yerushos Pnoa Bechar. When it says Yerushos, it doesn't mean that we check with uh, Stam Yerushos. It means if a guy wants that his Bechar should, uh, the way Rashi understands at least, that his Bechar should uh, take an equal amount with the other with the other brothers, and that the Bechar should not receive his Pishnayim, which he's normally entitled to, so then we could check if he's a Pikach, that he knows what he's talking about, because if he's a Pikach, even if he's Nishtatik, even if he's unable to talk, he could divide up his uh, Nechasim amongst his sons uh, while he's alive. Ali de Remiza, he doesn't actually have to do the writing, but it's not really transactions over here. It's not regular Dine Mamanis. It's things that are already his, and he's just figuring out or uh, or expressing to us how he wants it properly divided. That's how Rashi understands, that he wants to make his Bukhar like a Pashut. He wants to make his Bukhar receive the same as everybody else. Uh, Tosos understands differently. Um, Tosos 
in Dibar Maschal Yerushas Ben Abuchar, in the bottom of there it says Ve'enir Liri Imkain Havli Lemer Sheriba Lazau Miet Lazah. What it should have said is Riba Lazau Miet Lazah, um, which uh, like the Mishnah in Babasra says in Kuf Chavavim Beis that only uh, uh, the, the, that that that's 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 the lashon that we use when we describe making a Bukhar like the uh, like the other like the other brothers. Ela Omer Rabbeinu Yitzchak Ta'hainu Sha Omer Al Bein Bein Abanim Shehu Bukhar V'Kamashmalan Denemer Al Kachal. Now, Tos says over here it's much simpler. What he's actually just trying to do is identify which of his children is the Bukhar. So that, when we can't identify him, he wants to point out that this one is the Bukhar, so then uh, then, then, then that's what we're going to rely on him for, for our Khana, that if he just uh, nods his head, we're going to rely on him to trust him that that one is the Bukhar. But frankly, Gemara Katani Mias, but didn't it say in the Brisa, Lemasos, Lematanos, my lovely Alma, it said to make transactions, we, we, we rely on Harchana Sarosh. So how can you say that Harchana uh, Sarosh is no good for real Eidos because you need Mipiam Vlom Piksavam? Doesn't it imply that we're talking about transactions involving other people? So Gemara says, Lo, day. it's for himself that we check if he knows how to uh, deal with his own Nechassim, but not in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, of, of being made on transactions of other people. You know, Hanami, that he absolutely cannot do. It's just to make sure that he's, uh, he's fully familiar with his own stuff in order to do his own business dealings. So Gemara asks from a different price on Rav now, when it comes to a Cherish who's not able to speak or hear, we don't follow just his sign language, or uh, his reading his lips, or even his writing, we only follow it when it comes to Metaltlin, but not for Gittin. If he marries a woman when he was a Pikech and then later becomes a Cherish, since his Kiddushin was a Kiddushin Midah Raisa, he's not able to be Megarish, or Al Siva. So this is a Kashan Rav who says that he absolutely is able to be Megarish by instructing Al Siva. It's in fact a Machlokas Tanaim. Meaning this Din of Rav is not agreed upon by all the Tanaim. A bunch of the Tanaim are against it. Tanaim, we have a Braisa. When do we say that we don't follow his remizos even for getting that's Becherish Meikara. That's someone who never had Das. He was never he, he was uh, he, he he was never uh, to begin with. So even if he's able to medaber mitoch aksav, it can't be somich that he's actually pikech. Avol pikech v'nischarish who kosevein chosmin. But if he was a pikech and then he was nischarish, so then uh, he can write the get while he's a cherish and uh, Adam can sign the get and we could assume that he knows what he's talking about because he started out life as a ben das. That aligns with Rav. So you see that Rav assumes like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, but the Tanakama would disagree with that. So you see, Rav is subject to machlokas tanaim. So asking Rav Cheresh Meikar Lo, what if someone was a Cheresh, he's not able to divorce his wife? What do you mean? Why not? Adrav, that, that would be more of a reason that he should be allowed to divorce his wife who's a Cheresh his whole life. Because Kashem Shekonsa Biramiza, Kachmotzia Biramiza. He married her Biramiza, so he should be able to divorce her Biramiza. So the Gemara says, yeah, Ibe Ishto Hachinami. You're right. If he's the one that affected the marriage in the first place, then you're right. Then he should be able to divorce Biramiza. But over here we're talking about that his brother was the one that was married his brother died without any children and she and and that created a zika between him and his sister-in-law and now she became she becomes his wife on a daraisa level so uh, because that zika is minatora even though he was a cherish so now he can't be megarish be 
Reishus from a from a real uh, real marriage that works midaraisa. So yivemto miman. Well, wait a second. How did this yibum situation work exactly? Who was the brother? If you want to say that the brother was also cherish, well then uh, then why couldn't the yavam be megarisher as a cherish? Kshem shekinisas beremiza kachitz yasa beremiza. Her original marriage to the brother must have only been beremiza, so it was only midrabanan. El nafli meachu pikeach. No, the case must have been that the brother had a full fledged kiddushin because he was a pikeach, and now this cherish brother is the one left with the wife, and he's trying to be megarish with remiza. The ibayasema or yikselam nafli meachu cherish. Really, the brother was a cherish. And they made a gezerah that you can't be megarish his uh, yavama from his cherish brother, even though the kiddushin was only kiddushin midrabanan, because then you might come to make the mistake to allow him to be megarish his yavama from his pikeach brother, who had a kiddushin gemurim, who had a full-fledged kiddushin. If you're going to make such a gezerah on a cherish brother, atu a pikeach brother, well then ishtonami, then we should make the same gezerah on his wife as well, that even if he was if he married her Biramiza, this guy himself, while he was Cherish, uh, got married, so the marriage was only Midrabanan, we should make the same Xerah uh, that he cannot be Megarish or Biramiza, lest we allow someone to be Megarish, a, a, a marriage that was Daraisa Biramiza. So Yevimto, Yevimto, Michlofa, the Gemara answers no. Uh, uh, two situations of, of Yibum were likely to confuse with each other, but Ishto, Yevimto, Lamichlofa. You're not going to come to uh, Switch a case of uh, of of uh, of of, uh, of a marriage with a case of yibum. Meaning the Gemara's question really was that we should make a gzera on ishto that if we that if he married his wife Biramiza that he should not be able to divorce her Biramiza because if you allow that then we're going to allow him to be megarish yivama meachav pikeach Biramiza. So he said no, no one's going to confuse marriage with yibum. So frankly Gemara omiga zrin lecherish hatu pikeach. But in general, do we really make such gzeros where we're concerned of cherish? Whatever we allow for a cherish, we're going to come to allow for a bikech as well. But now we have a Mishnah, Masachas Yivamas runs as follows. You have two guys who are two brothers who are both Kharashin that marry two sisters who are both uh, fully Benos Das. Or they marry Kharashos. Both of the girls are also Kharashos. As long as all the marriages involve at least one cherish, where all the marriages are only midrabanan, in all these situations, at least one partner in both marriages is uh, is, is is a cherish, and therefore all the marriages are midrabanan. They're all part from chalitza and yibum because the uh, the the wife of the deceased who's a chos ishto is uh, is aser as an iser erva and arayos are pater from yibum chalitza but vim hayu nachrios but if the girls were not related to each other it's, so it's not a situation of a chos ishto and one of these brothers dies without children and now there's a yibum situation yichnesu then he can he has to do yibum and he cannot do chalitza because uh, the when the yavam or the yavam is a cherish you're not able to do chalitza vim ratzulot and if after 
after Yibam, they want to get divorced, so Gazante, let them get divorced. So you see that even a get of a cherish can be mafkia, a marriage, a Yibam that's done because of an initial kidushe cherish, meaning both of these marriages in the first place were only marriages midrabanan, and we're going to rely, and now that they do Yibam, we're going to rely on a get done by a cherish to, uh, to undo such a, such a marriage. So you see from here that a cherish is miyabim, his cherish brother's wife, he's able to divorce her. And we don't make a gzera. Oh, if we let him divorce his cherish brother's wife, then he's going to do the same with his pikeach brother's wife. There's no such gzera. So rather, rather we have to say, like the first sentence that we said, that a cherish meikara is not able to be megarish al deksiva. That's talking about a yavama that was from a brother who was a cherish. That where the whole uh, the whole marriage was midrabanan, and there there are no uh, no such gzeros. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Shumam Liel um, is when Rabbi Shumam Liel says it says uh, his din, which sounded exactly like Rav. You should know Chalukin love Chaver of Rabbi Shumam Liel. The Tanakhama disagreed and hold that even a pikeach that's nischarish is not able to divorce, even though he's able to write. That would not be good enough. Amr Nami Tanina. We have a we have a, a, a Mishnah in Yevamos that uh, that shows that the, that that not everyone agrees from Rishon Gamliel because uh, the Mishnah talks about a woman uh, who has a regular ro- woman, regular husband, regular marriage, and then Nishtates. Then the woman becomes a Shota. So Lo Yotzi, the husband is not able to divorce her. Nisharish who O Nishtate, if he becomes a Cherish or a Shota, Lo Yotzi Olamis. The marriage was a full fledged marriage. They can never get divorced because now the the best they could do is a Gerish. It's not going to work. So my alamis, what does the word alamis mean? Doesn't that imply that no matter how capable this this husband who has just become a cherish is, he can't get divorced because he's uh, even though he's able to be medaber against Rav. So you see that the Tanaim disagree with Rav. That Rav is subject to machlokas Tanaim. Amrav Papi loved Ashminu Rabbi Yochanan. Had Rabbi Yochanan not told us that uh, the Tanakama disagrees with Rishon Gamliel, having Rishon Gamliel lefrushet taima the Tanakama udasa, I would have thought that Rishon Gamliel is just explaining the Tanakama, and that really everyone agrees that a cherush is able to write, is able to get divorced. Umay olamis, I. What are you going to do with the word olamis? That he's never able to get divorced. It doesn't mean no matter what his level of ability it is. It means avlagav de chazina le dechariv. Even if we. See that he's uh, that he's that that he's sharp and that he's uh, that he knows what he's talking. That he knows what he, he knows what's going on. He cannot be megarish shali de remiza. But mitoch aksav, yeah, gazunte, let him be megarish mitoch aksav. That's what I would have thought. But now, thank God, Rabbi Yochanan told me that no, the Tanakhama disagrees with Rishim Gamliel, disagrees with Rav that one is not allowed to be megarish mitoch aksav even uh, when when he got married as a pikeach. Inami, or we could explain the reason why it says Olamis in the Mishnah um, is Rabbi Yitzchak. Because on a Daraisa level, Midaraisa Shota can get divorced because, after all, the woman does not need Das in the divorce proceedings. So Midava Pikachas Balkarcha, because we know that you could even be Megarish and Isha Balkarcha. The reason that Chum made a din that a Shota should not be Miskareshes is that we're afraid of the way people are going to. Treat her that they're going to treat her minik hefker if we allow a shota to be miskarashes. New Mishnah Amrulo. They say to a uh, a regular person who has who has full das. Um, uh, the, should we write a get for your wife? 
so that if you die, she won't require a yibum. And he says, Ksovu, write a gift for my wife. So, Amru the Sofer of a Kasav, if they go instruct the Sofer to write the get, and they instruct the Edom who signed the get, they do the whole get, they give it to the husband, the Chazun, the son, and the husband gives the get to the wife. It's no good because he never instructed directly that the Sofer should write the get. It was just these other people that he said, yeah, you can tell the Sofer. But he never told the Sofer, he never told the Edom. Says more time of the Sounds like the only reason it's no good is because he never said the word tenu. Ha'amar tenu nostin. But had he just said the word tenu, then we would be able to give the get to his wife. So mani rameir damili mimshon l'shliach. That seems to assume like the sheet of rameir that something that uh, that that that, uh, that just like by, by something that involves action, you could appoint a shliach to do the action for you. So to something that involves dibur, you're allowed to hand over the authority over that dibur to a uh, to a shliach, and we'll say shluch shlodim kamoso. And therefore, if you say tenu, it means that uh, you're appointing them as a based in uh, on, on the giving of you get, and they're allowed to authorize a sofer to write it and, uh, and, and, and aid them to sign it and to, to actually give it on your behalf. But aim a sefer, but then the sefer goes on to say, ad They actually have to instruct the sofer and the aid them themselves. Well, that's a son that Rabbi Yossi, that seems to be assuming like Rabbi Yossi, that you cannot involve a third party, that it has to be done directly. Directly to the sofer and to the edim that he, that you you have to authorize them directly. So that's the kasha. Reisha Rabbi Meir, the sefer Rabbi Yossi. Is it possible the reisha is going like shitas Rabbi Meir that mili are mimsur on the shliach and the sefer is going like shitas Rabbi Yossi that mili are lo mimsur on the shliach? So Gemara is going to have several answers. We'll just do the first one right now. First one is in reisha Rabbi Meir, the sefer Rabbi Yossi. Then the reisha is going like Rabbi Meir and the sefer is going like Rabbi Yossi. But Bezusham will go through the other answers tomorrow. Thank you.